When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Over Comfort Podcast. I am your host, Jenica Lopez. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening from where you guys are at in your car at work in the kitchen in your room in the shower listening to this voice or watching me thank you guys so much for being here if you guys didn't get the chance to watch last week's episode with sebastian robles the mind of a man make sure you guys check that out it is an amazing episode but before you guys go let's get into the questions that you guys have for me i posted on my story uh, Q&A, ask me anything, anything. I'm going to answer and be completely honest with you guys. I thought it would be cute to do uh, some questions. Some of you guys need some help. So I'm here to be of service and give you guys my opinions, my advice, and just be completely vulnerable. So I have all your guys' questions on here. We're going to do a couple, go on break, do a couple, and then go on break again and wrap it up. So here we go. You guys have a lot of questions about cheese and tea, and maybe I'll answer them. Maybe I won't, but let's see. We're going to – I have so many. This is crazy. Okay, let's start with would I want any kids in the future, and I kind of want to give my perspective as well. Um, I, I, I've always gotten asked on the podcast, and, and you know, I've gotten complimented that I'm very motherly, and I've honestly thought about having kids – more so recently, but I would love to adopt first. That's always going to be my answer. I would love to adopt first, but that is also because I was grow I grew up without having my parents growing up. You know what I mean? My parents died when I was young, so I always felt like I need a. I felt like always protecting somebody and giving somebody that family, and maybe that's why I am the way I am with my friends. Like when I see how they are at home, or if they're having a hard time, like I love taking people in and taking care of them, and being what I needed when I was younger. Um, but that doesn't mean I have like shoes and baby stuff like already put to the side for when I decide if I want to have kids or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. This is a good one. How did you cope growing up without your parents? 
I wish I had a better answer for you, but it's kind of, I kind of learned how to ride the wave. Um, it wasn't always easy. And it was very difficult growing up because now that I'm older, I want to be, I want to be in a relationship, but I don't know what relationships look like because my mom had different ones. And because I wasn't able to see that through when, um, like now here, and especially like, you know, my, my, my mom had divorces, my grandparents are divorced, my sisters, you know, are now in stable relationships, which I can learn from. But I feel like from those experiences, I could grow from them and kind of just understand people and understand them. And loving, having, like, accepting love from a man, I think because my dad passed away so young, it was always hard for me to, it's been hard for me to learn to be accepted and loved by a man. And it's not to say that I have daddy issues or whatever, because I'm total opposite. Like, I do not depend on a man, like, for no reason, and I feel like it's hard for me because my mom was so leading and such a strong woman that I, that's the only way I know how to be. Um, and another way is kind of just understanding, like, looking at other people have parents and treat them like shit. Like, I've seen people be rude to their parents or um, not answer their phone calls. And for me, it irks me and I have to understand like, okay, they still have their parents and I'm not going to throw my grief in their face or kind of throw a pity party either, either. Um, but I feel like those are little moments that, okay, like it makes it hard to grieve and cope with the, the loss of my parents. But as I get older, I kind of understand them more as people and having grace with others as well. Um, and that go kind of goes into this next question. What advice would you give to those that are currently grieving? Feel your emotions. Grief is never going to go away. And I'm sorry to say that. Grief is always going to be there in the back of your head. There's no rush in healing. There's no time stamp. There's no, um, there's no rush. And I've had to learn and accept that. And that happens in your own time and in your own way. I didn't start grieving my mom until like three years ago. And that was already seven years after she passed away because I was always constantly in like work mode. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Where am I going to move? What's my next move? How am I going to do this and this and that? That I never fully got to process the loss of my mom. And it was always... And it hit me harder now that I was older. It's like, oh, my God, I'm still hurting. I'm still healing from this. So you have to feel your feelings and understand where um, where it all comes from because it's, it's not easy. But I'm praying for you guys and praying for every person that's dealing with a loss of somebody or something because you could, like, grief an actual something. Like, it, it, your heart still... I don't know. It's attached to, to it. Have you forgiven your family members that have hurt you? This is a good one. And I kind of want to address it as well, the lawsuit and all that stuff. I feel like I'm in the place where even if they haven't said sorry to me, I'm going to forgive you. And I'm going to take my siblings' pain as well, and I'm going to forgive you on their behalf, whether if they haven't or not. I'm going to forgive you. And obviously they have to forgive themselves and in their own way and that's their own problem. But I'm going to forgive you because I'm not going to hold on to it, to bitterness, to let it eat me alive. Like there is no need to waste my energy or my time on people that don't respect me, on 
the fact that who is this person's right, this person's wrong, this, this, and that. I don't have the time for that. And I forgive you. You have your own weight of thinking. You guys have your own perspective on the situation. And I have mine, and that's totally fine. But I know how it's going to end, and I trust and believe. I'm so happy with my siblings. I'm so happy with the little family that I have with my friends. Like I'm totally content, and I need and ask for nothing more. Um, and that kind of goes into friendships as well. Like you have to learn how to let things go and kind of have people forgive and let, and just, you can forgive, but you won't forget, but not hold that grudge either. When you say you're sorry, or when you're, uh, when you're accepting an apology, like forgiving somebody, you kind of have to mean it as well. A sorry doesn't work unless there's change and for it, it applies when forgiving someone as well, you can't hold on to that. If you're going to say, if you're going to forgive somebody, you got to just let it go as well. Even if they haven't said sorry. And I feel like when someone hasn't said sorry, that is a whole nother type of growth and forgiveness. And it brings so much more healing and kind of just like a breath of fresh air. So if like you guys are going through anything today, like where you feel like you need to forgive somebody without them saying sorry, I a hundred percent recommend it. Let yourself breathe. Let that trouble go and I promise you will live your days so much more happier um okay let's see can you update us on the legal scandal of your tío and tía this this and that <laughs> okay I will not speak too much on it you guys I legally can't and nor do I want to I just feel like I'm gonna let this be handled by the courts, by God, and by what is right and wrong, and it'll all come out and be in its own light, and I know, I could say it so confidently, and like, I know everything's going to turn out okay, and whether it doesn't, it's fine as well, but this goes back, and I know a lot of you guys, I've seen people say, oh, I hope you never do this to your grandpa, this, this, and that. It goes far beyond family because this is a family of business, a straight business that cares about money. And um, it's so sad to say that, but this family was ran on business. And uh, now that this time has come, they don't want to stand on the business. So here we are. This is the matters. This is what life has brought us. And like I said before, I'm happy with my siblings. I'm so content with my nieces and nephews, and I don't need anything more. And whatever happens will happen, and leave it in the hands of God. One thing you accomplished entering the year. I, and this kind of goes hand in hand with like, what are your resolutions? Because I've gotten a lot of resolution questions as well. I do not have any resolutions this year. I kind of want to just be, I feel like I've lived my life like, uh, worrying about every day what I'm going to do tomorrow, what I'm going to do in the next year, how am I going to make money, how am I going to do this, this, and that. And I feel like I'm in the space of I just want to live. Like, I've, I'm so happy that I got my house. That is one of my biggest accomplishments this year already. I mean, I got it last year, but I didn't move until this year. Um, my career, I'm just so blessed to be in the position that I'm at and uh, to keep growing as well and I feel like I can encourage if I could say or give advice in that sense I just would love for you guys to live like find your peace and in your joy and worry about everything else later like the little things those little things don't really matter anymore like 
money comes and goes and it's really just focusing on about what you're doing how are you gonna leave this earth i'm so happy and content that i feel like i've done my part on this earth like if i were to pass in the next couple days or months or whatever like i know that i did good on this earth and i know that i f could i've fulfilled my purpose a little bit but that's another thing between me and god but <laughs> i feel like i'm doing what i was destined to do and be and that's what i want to keep doing this year um Financial advice for people in their 20s. Okay, you guys, I'm 26. I have purchased two homes. I sold one. Um, now, I will say that, yes, I have my trust fund. I have my family and what my mom left me. But with that being said, I paid my mortgage. I paid my car. I pay my insurances. I pay my phone bill. And it's not easy, but I've learned, and I, I kind of sucks because I don't want to seem like, you know, que me dieron todo because it's not that. I've literally had to work hard for what I've gotten now. Like this new house, I had to invest in the old house to be able to buy this house to use that down payment and to pay it off and all that stuff. So it's like, uh, I'm, I'm using, I'm investing. I'm really smart with investing and really, um, when it comes to the podcasting, like investing in the cameras and the lighting and investing in a videographer, editor, all this stuff, you have to see things as investments and kind of seeing, okay, how am I going to double it from here? Like, what am I, I'm giving this certain amount, what am I going to use here to make more? And kind of just feeding into that as well. And honestly, I very, I'm a very cheap shopper. Like, I do not like buying things for myself. Like, it makes me, it kills me. Like, it dreads me. Like, okay, am I... Am I going to make this investment for myself? Am I going to spoil myself here and there? And I feel like that's what one thing I would like to work on this year, actually. Now that I talk about it, like, I would love to be able to buy things for myself without having to feel, like, guilty about it. But people in your 20s, make investments, whatever it may be, in real estate, in, I don't know, like, in yourself, in your car. and Well, not your cars because cars lose value. But, you know, real estate is a good option in properties, in crypto, in different types of things. I feel like just investments are really, really good and they will last in the long run and your retirement fund as well. Things like that. You got to start thinking about that now because that's what's going to last later on. Okay, we're going to go on a quick break and then let's get into more juicier questions. We'll be right back. When something happens to your car... You might say, no! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, you guys, welcome back. I have a good little segment here that I'm really excited for because a lot of them are asking, like, how do you keep your relationship with God strong? How can I get closer to God? How does your spirituality allow you to do OnlyFans? How um, how do you heal from a breakup? Okay, here we go, you guys. Let's just wrap it up and talk about the elephant in the room. Um, when it comes to God, I feel like, how can you get closer to God? I don't feel like you have to go to church for that i feel like going to church is feeding it'll help you grow it and you know doing that but there's no pressure in being in a physical actual church to feel god's presence or to feel like he's talking to you and i feel i've grew up that way and i hated it like i felt like just because i didn't go to church one sunday that god was gonna hate me or that I wasn't, he wasn't closer to me than anybody, than everybody else. He was closer to this person. He was blessing this person more because this, this, and that. I feel like if you were in your car, if you separate some time of your day, like for me, for example, in the mornings, I do not touch my phone. I do not look at social media. I mean, I'll grab my phone, but to put worship music on and to read my devotional on my phone, I will not go to social media. I will not look at my emails. I will not look at my text messages obviously, unless it's an emergency between my family, but um, I will separate that time and kind of surrender and give myself that space to be like, okay, thank you, God, for this beautiful day. It is a blessing to wake up today in your presence, in you, in this space with you, and I feel like that is enough. That is enough to be able to just separate that time and give time, the, the, the um, give honor God with the time that he deserves, um, and I feel like that builds more of a relationship, not a religion between you and God. And I feel like that's so important that, and people don't understand that. Um, let's talk about the OnlyFans, okay? I feel like I've gotten a lot of questions and I want to be so honest and vulnerable with you guys as to why I did it, what I'm doing, et cetera, et cetera. I've always wanted to do OnlyFans. If you guys go back to podcasts that I was on, the one with Alan, the one with Daisy, the one I've always kind of talked about it, even on like my TikTok lives. Like I've always wanted to do it, but with my own limitations and boundaries. And I feel like it makes people, people don't understand that. So I didn't want the content that I have on there. I am not doing anything sexual. I am not. I have a team. I have a team that handles everything for me. I post the pictures that I would post on Instagram, and that is it. If you guys, there's this such a stigma around OnlyFans that people do PG-13 things on there, but people don't see that or know that because the name itself is such a problem. Um, 
I'm not comfortable with doing anything sexual or anything along those lines where it's like, okay, it's just not comfortable for me. And I've honestly, I've thought about it, you guys. I've thought about not doing it anymore. I've thought about it because I just, for some spiritual reasons and for more like, I don't know, there's certain parts that I'm like, do I really want to do this? And it's not even like, it's hard to explain, but I've thought about not doing it and I've felt confident with God doing it as well because it's the same thing that I've been posting on Instagram and um, again with my own limitations and boundaries but it is something that I've worked hard on and whether people like it or not like I'm this is what I'm doing now and if I end up not doing it then I'm not gonna end up doing it and if I do then I do I've there was one where people like you should do the TikTok or like or sing the one that says my mom's song that says Si otras ganan por lo que hacen, yo también quiero ganar. So, that's there on that topic. Um, how do you deal or cope with all the media rumors, attention, fights from family about you all? It gets very tiring. It gets so annoying, and it's like, what makes me sad is that it's been, what, 11 years? This is going to be year 11 or 12 of my mom passing, and I feel like it's just never-ending when it has to do with her um, career or whatever, like we can't remember the good things about my mom now. It's kind of just more about my family. And it's so selfish and so like, I just wish that it was about more about my mom in the good ways than about the family in the bad ways. It's just ugly, but I've learned like the only way that it's going to get better is if my siblings and I stay united and we show them this is the way our mother raised us with love and respect and respect for other people and badass kids that are the fucking shit. Like that's literally as simple as it is. Like my mom raised us to be what she wanted us to be and being our own people as well and still honoring her and raising her grandkids as well with love, respect and love for our culture and where we come from. Um, but yeah, I kind of let that go and kind of don't focus on it anymore unless it's like really I don't know come at my come at my sisters come at my brothers one time one time (laughs) I'm just joking um okay Uh, now we're getting into relationships are you in love in a relationship talking I am I told myself this year I want to be open more to the idea of dating I'm not in a relationship. I haven't been single for a long time. Everybody knows this. Um, But I am more in the talking stage. I'm talking to guys, getting to know people. Um, And I'm okay with that. I'm not in a pressure of getting in a relationship. I am still kind of playing, you know, seeing where it's at. And, yeah, that's all I'm going to tell you guys because you guys are nosy. So, no. <laughs> but I am like I this year I want to open myself and the idea to love and all that stuff. Which goes to how do you know when he is the one? When you feel a certain peace. I've always I always pray for that. When there's a certain peace and security that a man will bring to you, you know that he's the one. And I cut like I know this sounds so cliche or like cheesy or whatever, but when you get like those certain butterflies. Like, that's how you know that he is the one and that God has sent for you. 
Have you been in contact with your biological father? Yes. I've always, I said it also, you guys, that I've had contact with him. Again, it's not like um, a relationship or like we see each other every day. We talk every day. No, no, no. It's more like, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Um, I, but that is another thing I will be honest about. This is this year. I do want to be more intentional in my relationships. Um, and that means everybody across the board, even with him, um, my family, with my my nieces and nephews, my friends, like being very close with them. Um, and yeah, I want to be more intentional in those relationships because I feel like God has placed them and given them to me for a reason. And I would hope and encourage you guys to do the same. If you guys have certain relationships or things that you feel like I know I need to work on, then please do. I think that those are important. How did you learn to love yourself and who you are? And when did this happen? I feel like the journey of self-love began for me in like 2019, 2020. I honestly didn't love myself from like when I was a young kid, but that was because I was always overweight and my relationship with food was always a problem. And I'm not going to blame anybody. I take full responsibility of everything you know, that I felt, but now that I'm older, I kind of see myself, I'm like, the only person that is going to make the change is myself, the only person that's going to change the way I look, or the way I see myself is going to be you and yourself, and I feel like that is a process in itself that people don't understand, like, self-love is such a huge step, and learning to accept things for what they are, and kind of switching it up, like, how am I going to do this and make myself feel good, not for other people, but for yourself, so I started losing weight, I got my surgery, I go to the gym, I feed my mind, I take my time, you know, doing my nails, doing my hair, like, they're little things that really impact you on your life, and that are important, so I encourage you guys, ladies, especially, like, once you start taking care of yourself, and there's like a certain confidence in a woman that when she's so confident, a man sees it and it's so sexy. So, ladies, let's work on our confidence this year for sure. Um, okay. What do you think about generational curses? I am such a believer in these and I want to break them when I have my own kids as well and break them within myself. Um, the, the generational curse of divorce in my family, the generational curse of toxic loyalty, speaking down, negativity, um, weight. I feel like when someone is overweight, like that is a generational curse, like loving yourself. Also, um, spending time at home. I feel like those are so those are I feel like those are like the general generational curses in my family that we are learning to break and kind of just move away from that. Because if again, it's like a whole cycle, it's like a pyramid, like my mom was the way she was because of her parents, her parents were the way she was because of their parents. And it's kind of again, it goes back to having grace and understanding that they didn't, they didn't know nor were they aware of what the things that they were doing or were saying and why they were happening. And that is why you guys, I feel like therapy is so, so important to start and do. Um, but generational curses are real. You guys, they are so real and it feeds into your children. Like if I am not a confident person, my child is going to feel that my nephews and nieces are going to feel that. And that is not what I want or, 
um, need for my family in the future. So if you guys have any generational curses, like really look into your guys' marriage or into your personal life as well. What am I doing now? What am I feeling now? And how am, how am I going to change that for the generation to come? Um, and I promise you it makes it feel and work a lot better. And that's that I don't have kids. And imagine if I did have kids. Girl. <laughs> We're going to go on a quick break again, and then we'll be right back to answer your, some of your questions and wrap it up right here. When you buy a new house, you might say, shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back, you guys. Okay, so here we go. What fuels your soul? um fuels my soul cooking i love serving people i love loving people now i used to not love people you guys like i hated being around people but now that i'm around such good people that make me laugh and genuine people i want to love on them so much i love cooking i love being a host i love giving people a place to um heal and be happy being around my nieces and nephews fuels me like it heals me so much and I feel like those are little things that make you want to live and like enjoy life because for a while I didn't want to live and actually I felt alone and now that I have so many people around me I'm so grateful and all I want to do is be around them and hang out with them and spoil them and I don't know just be a good person and be kind and show kindness to not just those people, but to everyone as well, because everyone has something going on. And I feel like a lot of people have that misunderstanding. Like, you really don't know what is going on in someone's life. Like, you have to have so much grace and be kind because that person could have wanted to end their life 
or do something stupid that day because they were going through this and you wouldn't have known what if you had said something mean and affected them and I don't know I just feel like kindness goes such a long way and it is for free so be kind today and be kind to those around you and to yourself be kind to yourself today um okay Okay, what can you do as a form of affordable or free self-care for people that are on a budget? This is a good one. Okay, go to the park. Go to the park. Make yourself a coffee at home. If you have a book at home or a journal, grab some notepads that you may have or post-its or whatever and write your thoughts. Self-care is so, like, simplified. It's like going to the park, going outside, going for a walk, putting some music on, writing down things that you're grateful for, and that is a form of taking care of yourself internally. Um, it It is little things like that, and if you don't, affordable-wise, get yourself a coffee, get your nails done. Like, there are little things like that, or put some press-on nails, taking yourself to go get your hair done, also, like, get a quick little blow dry, get washed. Like, I, as a girl, like, I know the struggle of washing your hair, and it feels good when someone else washes it. Like, you know, little things like that, ladies. Getting your nails done, um, getting your eyebrows done just takes a long, takes, it's little, but it goes a long way. But definitely, if you guys want free, like, there's, like, cute little um, pick a book, take a book, little if you look them up, a little libraries, like on your street, maybe I used to have one on the street I lived at and you go, you take a book, you can read it, bring it back, take another one. This isn't that, or take a walk. Like, I feel like those are little things that really are self-care moments. Um, but can work for you. How do you step out of your comfort zone? Ooh, well, honestly, if there's things that make you feel uncomfortable, like for me was starting this podcast or talking to people, this was so uncomfortable for me. And um, this was like something that I struggled with because I hated talking to people and I wanted to challenge myself to get uncomfortable and talk about the things that make people feel uncomfortable because there's so much growth behind it, you guys. Like when you talk and when you're vulnerable, you go to a whole nother level. When I started talking about my dad, about my mom, about situations with my family, like I feel like I, I healed a part of myself and I'm so much more freer and I understand myself a lot more. So it's kind of just challenging yourself. Like if you hate going, taking yourself out on a date by yourself, do it. That is like the most beautiful thing when you're able to get out of your comfort zone and be happy with being who you are, a still person going out to eat by yourself, taking yourself to the movies, taking yourself to go get coffee. It is such a stepstone in growth that I absolutely love and recommend. Um, and yeah, where do you think you would have been 10 years ago? Where do you think you would have been 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Wait, what's 2014? 2014. So two years after my mom passed away, I was probably, was I living with my brother to see my old self and to say that that was 10 years ago is crazy I look back and I'm like I can't believe I felt like that was just yesterday that I lived those moments and sometimes I miss them I miss my like being with my siblings and living with them every day but 10 years ago I wouldn't have imagined where my life is at now to be able to have this house to have the friends and the people that I have in my life right now like 
I wouldn't, I'm so grateful to God. And I promise you guys, like time goes by so fast, like really enjoy the moments that you're living right now. I saw a quote the other day where it said, it says this, and I'm going to encourage you guys as well. Sometimes you're so focused on the future that you don't realize you're in the middle of what you used to pray for. And I read that and I was like, oh my God, like I'm, I used to be like that where I was like, I'm so constantly worried about the future, about what's going to happen tomorrow. How am I going to survive this or that? But I forget that I'm living in the moments that I prayed for a long time ago and trusting God. And really I took a moment like, wow, God, you're right. I am so sorry that I never really thought, thanked you for this, these moments that I'm living for right now. So it's kind of just living. That's why this year I want to live in the moment. I want to really just be, be me, be in this moment and kind of just, I don't know. There's just, there's just things where it's like being in the moment and really appreciating what we have for what they are now. Um, I feel like I've gone through so much in my life where like both of my parents passed away that I missed out that I couldn't enjoy them either like or or process my grief or things like that or miss out on my nieces and nephews because I was I was depressed or I was anxious and it's kind of like what am I gonna do now and um how am I gonna live or change that now what is something you'd bring yourself back up when having a bad day or morning Ooh, that's a good one okay um when I'm having a bad day or morning I kind of take a moment okay if it's in the morning I hate waking being woken up to bad news like it is it's a trauma it's the way I woke up when my mom passed away the same way well not when my dad my dad I found out in the middle of the day but I just have a hard time like in the mornings if I don't get a text back or if I don't like certain things like that like it's gonna ruin my morning and I have to learn how to be okay with that and kind of get over that trauma but getting bad news in the morning is the worst because it sets the tone for the day and majority of the time that's what happens because you know People wake up and they have work and they share whatever news that they have. But I take a moment to focus on myself, focus on the moments, focus on gratitude. I feel like gratitude is so important. And that's why I came out with the the three things journal. Like, what am I grateful for? I just need three things that I'm grateful for, for my health, that I'm in this house, that I have a stable job, my finances, or even sometimes I don't even like saying my finances because it's just more about life in general. Like what I'm just grateful to God, like God has taken me out from where I was before and stuff like that. Having a bad day, I will switch, I will switch it up and I will do something that makes me happy. And that could be anything. I will, I have a Disneyland pass, so I will take myself to Disneyland. If I, I'm going after this, after I film this podcast, like I wanted to go and really heal my inner child. I'll go color a book. I'll go build a Lego. I'll go have my favorite coffee place. Like there are little things like that that can change everything. What's one advice you would give your younger self? And with that, I'm going to end. Um, To be gentle, be softer, be kind to yourself. Being softer, kinder, and gentle to yourself is definitely what I would tell my younger self because I feel like I missed that and kind of not separate myself from everybody. I felt like I was always very different and misunderstood, and it kind of works out for me now that I'm older. Um, And know that it's not going to get easier. Life is not going to get easier at all. 
and you have to be okay with that and if my younger self i don't know i would love to hug my younger self and be like it's gonna get twice as hard but you're gonna see the rewards later on and kind of you're gonna get everything that you prayed for and more and you're gonna surprise yourself with the way you are and where you're at right now so i don't know i would just definitely give them a hug and really thank them for making and shaping me for the who i am today um but with that, you guys, thank you guys so much for all your questions, for listening to me, for hearing my heart. I cannot wait for next week because we have a good guest next week. You guys be prepared because it's going to get good. And we're almost up with season two. You guys, we are in episode. This is I think this is 31, 32. We're almost hitting the 40th episode. So let us know who you guys want to see for the rest of the season, topics, all that good stuff. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Overcome for Podcast is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.